This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Learning to fly fish is both a maddening and an exhilarating pursuit. It has highs and lows, joys and frustrations. Fly fishing can humble you and it can thrill you. So today we want to talk about the joy and frustration of learning to fly fish. We hope our conversation will encourage you if you're learning and enlighten you if you're trying to help someone learn the craft. To help us out, we have a couple guests in our studio today and I'm going to let Dave introduce them. Today we have Steve's sons, Ben and Luke Mathewson. Both guys grew up in Montana, learned to fly fish there. Ben now lives in Peoria, Illinois with his wife and baby daughter. And of course, he has a day job like most of us do. It's unrelated to fly fishing. He is a, what are you, Ben? A uh, credit card lending manager at a credit union. Anyway, it's a great job. Pays we're, for fly fishing pursuits. Exactly. So we're so glad that, uh, Ben, you were able to come up. And we also have Luke. Now, Luke, you live in? Denver, Colorado. And what do you do in Denver, Colorado? Attending Denver Seminary. And why would you do that? <laughs> so I can fly fish out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've heard that you've been fly fishing along Bear Creek. Yes, I have. My uh, uncle who lives out there actually showed me that. And so I've been, it's about... 20 minutes away from where I live, so easy to get out on the water and get a lot of fishing in between studying. Oh, that's great. So Luke and his wife Jansen are here with Steve, and Ben and his wife Nicole are also here, so that's how we have all of us together. So I thought we would talk about the joys and frustrations. Let's talk a little bit about the frustrations. So Luke, what was the most maddening thing your father has ever done when he hey, taught you how to fly minute. fish? <laughs> Well, there's a few. Uh, it's hard to pick which one I want to go with. I know the story has been told in this podcast already of the time where we were fishing on the Madison and I had, you know, a, a big old rainbow or brown. I can't remember what it was. I had it on and my dad, the athlete he is, trying to net that, hey, net that fish, got it wrapped around his legs and snapped it off. And I was just so frustrated that the tears started rolling down and I didn't even want to look at him. So do you remember the moment when you knew the fish was gone? I mean, was it like you are kidding me? Did you kind of have a sense that this was about how it was going to end? Yeah. <laughs> it was not going to end well. No. Yeah, as soon as he missed it with the net and then it went around his leg, I knew that this was over. <laughs> So, Ben, oh, do you have man. any stories like that? Oh, yeah. Where do I start? Where do we start? <laughs> exactly. No, I, I don't have anything quite that specific. I would say, and I'm sure Luke can attest to this, uh, the frustration growing up fly fishing was probably the lack of speed uh, that, <laughs> that my dad had. Again, you know. I, I don't like where this podcast <laughs> is going. Yeah, well, All right. Let's have now... <laughs> Stuff from our listeners. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right. No, but more, you know, more related to um, once we got out on the river, it you know, felt like Luke and I were ready to get on the water and uh, found ourselves turning and probably waiting for my dad a little more than we would have yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's tying on everybody's flies when yeah. you guys first started out? I think that was the issue. And, and that brings up another interesting point. It, the, the time it took to tie the fly on was always uh, never ideal, so... 
think it was a lot of waiting on our end. Well, that's going right. to do it for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now it's yeah. more great stuff from our listeners. Yeah. All right. oh, so was there a moment, Ben, in learning how to fly fish in which you wanted to give up? Was it something that you thought, you know, I've tried this. I'm not catching fish. I'm going to go back to hunting or something else. Was there, do you ever, was there ever a moment like that? Do you remember that at any point? Oh, sure. I, I think the big thing for me, anytime I got my back cast hooked on something, it was very maddening, frustrating. So th- that happened. A lot of the rivers uh, or streams we would go to in Montana, there was enough foliage around that um, inevitably it would get caught at some point. So I just remember quite a few times where... And who would who would uh, unhook those things? Let's, let's mention that, huh? Well, and being the taller one of the three of us at that point, it's probably me, but... Yeah. Yeah, no. It's not the way I remember. Yeah, exactly. And who would get mad when you snap that fly off on accident? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think those those are probably the more trying times, just the frustration of, okay, how many more times do I have to get this caught before I can get it on the river? So it took time to get through that, I think. But yeah. So how old were each of you when you started? Do you remember? Oh, man, I must have been around eight or nine, maybe. Somewhere around that area. I don't remember actually the first couple of times that I fly fished. Like I remember the first time I went hunting, but I remember it was probably around that age. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. Yep. Did you actually fly fish or were you spinner fishing or was it, was it actual with a fly rod? I started out spinner fishing earlier than that. I remember we used to go for my birthday every year. In fact, the first fish I ever caught was a, a nice brown trout, but I caught him by the tail because he had missed the hook. And I thought that was the coolest thing. You foul hooked it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But after that, a couple of years after spinner fishing and stuff, I started learning fly fishing little by little. I uh, would take my dad's rod if he had one on and reel it in, stuff like that. Yeah, Same. we did that a lot. I remember that. I'd, I'd get a fish on and then I'd hand you guys the rod just so you could get a feel for what it's like to, to bring in a, a fish. And, I'd caught so many of them, I just got tired of them. So I, I, I needed somebody else to reel them in. So how long did it actually take for each of you to start catching fish on a consistent basis? I think it took a little bit of time. Again, just getting the mechanics down. Um, but I would say, to, to credit Dad, um, you know, there was finally. Not, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I take that back. But yeah. No, uh, he had enough patience with us to teach us the mechanics, but allow us to kind of make it our own. Um, so I, I know it took a little bit. Again, maybe Luke didn't struggle quite as much as I did getting my back cast stuck, but it took a while to get the feel for that and get the fly on the water, and then it, all the mechanics that go into mending and everything. Um, you know, we had a patient teacher, and, and perhaps that's where his. Uh, I'll say slow speed benefited him. <laughs> That's well. exactly right. Yeah. So I, I would say it took me a little while to get the hang of fly fishing. And like Luke, I started out spinner fishing, and those were probably my first memories. I, I think that I always would try to put you guys in situations, though, where, you know, we knew there was a good chance of catching fish, especially uh, especially nymphing. That was, a, that was a good start. Although once in a while, we'd, we'd end up in some places where, you know, they were feeding on the surface and, I do think that's kind of a key to, te- to learning to fly fish. If you have somebody that can put you somewhere where you've got a good chance of catching, then the odds increase. It's really hard to learn when you have five to seven days of like no fish days no, or one really or two is. fish days. 
it's just so hard when early on to sustain your interest in in the sport because ultimately when you begin it is about catching fish for sure and and yeah that makes it really difficult so luke you do not well now you live in denver but before you lived in uh in grand forks north dakota when you were in 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 college and playing football for und so i mean how did you sustain your fly fishing passion when you were in northeastern north dakota (laughs) yeah (laughs) but there's not a lot of streams out there yeah that was always tough uh i always look forward to the summertime when i'd have you know maybe a a week or so of vacation before we started our fall camp or in the springtime when i could go home and we always tried to find a time where we could go fishing so whether that was going up to the driftless or we were coming out to colorado where i'm at now to fish for a couple days in rocky mountain national park those are the days i really look forward to because other than that, I didn't really get to fly fish up in, yeah. up in North Dakota very much. Yeah, not a lot. So, Ben, now that you have a little girl, what's her name? Taryn? Taryn, yep. Taryn. So, how do you find time to fly fish, or do you find time to fly fish? Oh, that's a great question. I, I don't know that I've come to solutions, so I'm open to suggestions. But, <laughs> you know, I think for me, understanding uh, just the stage of life I'm in, it's taking the moments that I can and, I mean, doing as much as I can and I you know I have a wife at home that supports me in that and, and when we go out west uh, so every couple of years we try to get out to Montana with the family and uh, get fly fishing in there and I've gone to the driftless a little bit uh, with my dad and and Luke the intent is hopefully to do that more but you know she's very supportive couldn't do without her support so that's I think it's really taking those moments and um, I haven't been able to do it a whole lot certainly not as much as I'd like so Hopefully there's more in the future. So the family, you're all going out to Montana this summer, right? And you're going out for a week. Where are you going? And uh, and will you be fly fishing? Uh, yeah. Most yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Most stupid question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Clydehurst Christian Ranch, it's uh, up in the mountains south of Boulder. It's uh, really is the crow flies. It's not that far north of Yellowstone National Park, and it's... It's right where they filmed uh, a river runs through it. So we, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get out there and we, we did pretty well a couple summers ago when we, we did that. And uh, my goodness, these guys, uh, I think Ben taught his wife to fly fish and Luke taught his mom to fly fish. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah so Pris is out fly fishing now. That doesn't bode well for Steve and me because all of a sudden <laughs> no. Steve will be forgetting me. Uh, That's right. At well, home. And we got to tell you how that worked out because she kind of felt better luke felt bad that he said man i'm sorry i mean you probably wanted dad to teach you and she says oh no oh no this is a lot better <laughs> having her son teach her rather than me so, so i we kind of touched on this but what do you love specifically most about fly fishing uh i've loved it a couple of reasons one is just getting out with you know family members my dad and brother and, and doing something that we just love to do and another reason it just takes your mind off everything you can concentrate so much on the water what you're looking for you know watching your strike indicator or dry fly whatever it is and you don't have to worry about you know whatever whatever stressing you out in that that season of life whether it's school or or family anything like that so I've loved that it's just been such a great escape from that and I can just concentrate on the fishing enjoy the outdoors and not have to worry about that stuff Ben, what about you? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll echo that. I think for me, it's it's definitely about getting out uh, nature. And I, I do enjoy fishing rivers, but I, I think my forte would be small mountain streams. 
and that's just because of where it takes you. Uh, those yeah. are, yeah. again, my most vivid memories with my dad, with Luke, and even, I mean, at random times, I guess, on my own, just getting up into that, and God's creation, seeing that, and being able to fly fish, I find myself, probably like a lot of fly fishers, you know, standing and gazing maybe a little bit more than fly fishing on some of those days. Yeah, for sure. That's a great thing about our sport. You know, it's, it's, I think people have to find a way to really interact with nature, to engage it, not just to stand and look at it, but that can be, you know, that can be photography, that can be rock climbing. I mean, we've done that as well through hunting, but there is something about fly fishing that really enables you to, yeah, to be part of it. Yeah, for sure. And also we have, our philosophy is to walk farther than the next person or walk the extra mile. In so doing, you get a larger experience. Yeah, that's right. And, and so we tend not to like to fish with the crowds. That's not yeah, one of our no things. Kidding. So, so Ben, do you have a favorite memory, you know, on the river, anything that stands out, like the weather was perfect, the trout were rising, we caught five, we caught 10, or we caught size, or a, a moment with your dad or brother, or something that's memorable? I can remember a lot of times, you know, of, of catching fish, um, you know, and a lot of fish or, or bigger fish, but I think the one that stands out, and actually I referenced it a couple of times this past year with my uh, dad, especially in, in family, but uh, there was a time in Paradise Valley, the Yellowstone River, uh, there's a stretch that we get to where you can turn and look back at the mountains, and forgive me, my geography's off, I don't know, Absorkies? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. the Absorky bear um, tooth, yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you turn around, and it just, it's the perfect, in me, perfect view of, of God's creation at its best. You're on the river, turn and look back at the mountains, and it was a serene day just to be able to see that. So that's that's the one that always sticks out and I go back to. It kind of brings back that longing, uh, you know, the whole haunted by waters thing. It, it's yeah, the for sure. Of that. For sure. So when you moved from, so you moved from Montana, was it Minnesota? Was that where you went to yep. school? Yep. That had to be a hard transition. Oh, it was. Uh, not a whole lot of, uh, there probably is fishing. I guess I should back up there. I'm sure there is. I never quite got into it, unfortunately, there. So it was, yeah, it was a big change. Yeah, right certainly the driftless, but I, I yeah. didn't know about the driftless when I moved to the Midwest mm-hmm. at all. Oh, exactly. And it, being right outside the, the cities and, it, you know, being a, a Montana uh, native, it was kind of cool to see a little bit of the city perspective. So I guess during the college experience, it got lost a little bit, but there's always been kind of that longing. And, and now, of course, I'm in central Illinois where it's not, not quite the mountain scene uh, that it was yeah. back out west, so I still lack that a little bit. So, so Luke, let's talk about uh, your favorite memory on the river. Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. There's quite a few just really good you know memories I've had from persevering through being sick and having to stop every 20 yards to throw up uh, but still catching <laughs> yeah, fish that, that day that was a day on the madison and it, it was really fishing well that year the rainbows were, were running and and i remember taking luke and his friend justin out and luke was sick i, said, I don't know if we should do this. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine and you know we we get out of the vehicle you know dave you and i fish that a lot yeah we you walk up and there's a place where there's a there used to be a wilderness area sign i haven't seen it the last couple of years but man luke just stopped and threw up right there and, but no he was insistent on going on i think he did that the whole time you'd catch you're a few fierce fish <laughs> back in the weeds throwing up i mean he was hardcore to fish yeah i was very determined to catch fish that day 
but you know, some of the times we spent hiking up in Rocky Mountain National Park and fish some of those high mountain lakes and, you know, we do so well that we want, you know, the next guy to, to get to our spot so they can catch fish as well. Just one of those days. And, um, even recently this past fall out in Colorado had a day where I actually didn't catch any fish, but I was with my wife who had been teaching a little bit how to fly fish. And we were down in the meadows of Moraine Park and the elk were bugling and there's wow. some browns that were rising. I could not catch one for the life of me, but it was just a moment where these elk were 50 yards and coming closer that I had to actually stop fishing and just appreciate their presence, make sure I was aware of where the, the herd bull was so I didn't <laughs> get in his way at all. But just moments like that where you get to share it with other people and be there and see yeah God's creation with you know, the beautiful background of Moraine Park and the elk there and hearing a bugle and everything like that was a really, really cool day. I'm a little disappointed that you never solved the problem of uh, what the browns were rising to. Oh, I was trying everything. I had everything in my fly box I put on that day. I had, I was using attractor patterns, throwing on parachute atoms, changing the sizes, throwing on caddis, and they just weren't hitting anything. So I don't know what they were hitting, but I tried. <laughs> the bugling was nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's awesome. Perhaps better instruction growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what was or what still is the hardest part of fly fishing? What's like the single thing that just kind of kicks your butt? I think it's the time it takes to, to tie everything on, whether... Or, or deciding what you're going to tie on, but especially if you're tying droppers, things like that, and learning how to put tip it on, just little technical things that can take a long time, especially if you you know haven't practiced at it or aren't proficient at it yet. Uh, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about my dad growing up is he would do those things for us, and that kept me fishing, or else I would have given up because I hated tying on flies. And I probably should have helped you, though. I, I thought about that. Maybe I maybe I didn't force you enough then to, to, to tie some of those. Probably it was my own impatience, because actually I'm, I'm into speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah, very clear. So, Ben, what about you? What's like the, is it nymph fishing? Is it streamers? Is it, what, or something like Luke said, what is it for you that's the most difficult part of fly fishing or something that still sticks with you is something you have to kind of focus on yeah i, I think it's the mental uh, side of things so i kind of perfectionist um, in some aspects and this is one of them so growing up it was it wanted to be as technically proficient as i could be and understanding it, it took a while to get to that understanding of you know what make it your own you don't have to be a perfect you know fly caster and and do everything perfectly so getting past kind of that me mental block of all right I, I can do it imperfectly and you know, just like I saw my dad doing it all the time, uh, but do it imperfectly. <laughs> oh yeah, that. No, what, what you really mean is you had so much to live up to. Oh, you, you, were, you were watching the master, and he knew you weren't even close to that, right? There you go. Yeah, aren't you guys like uh, like the movie A River Runs Through It? The father with who's the master and the two boys, right? I, I don't know about that. I might switch around those roles, but. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it, it was just getting past that and understanding, okay, you can make it your own. You don't have to be perfect in every aspect of it. And um, yeah, and, and then there is the, I don't have as much experience, you know, probably with streamers and nymphing. So my go-to would be uh, dry flies with a dropper and anything beyond that, I get a little bit uncomfortable even. So a combination. To this day, I'm yet to catch a fish on a streamer. So I have no respect for <laughs> streamer fishing. 
<laughs> you don't believe it really works. No, I don't. I don't. I've never <laughs> caught one on that. And I've used them. Maybe I'm not using them right because I've listened to this podcast too much. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll make sure that we remedy that. No, I think that's part of... Uh, we were so spoiled where we lived. There was such good dry fly fishing. Well, that's the thing about both of you guys. You guys are addicted to dry fly fishing. Well, that ought to do it for today. Uh, it's been fun to have you guys here, even though you've said a couple of uh, mean things about me, but I, I want you both to know I forgive you for that. <laughs> just, just being honest. Just to let know, listeners know. know the truth. Yep, right. exactly. Well, I guess if there is one big takeaway, it's that learning to fly fish takes patience and persistence, but it really is worth it. So I hope that uh, listeners today that Again, if you're learning to fly fish, hey, don't give up. Just push through it. Uh, if you can get somebody to help you, that's great. Uh, those of you who are uh, teaching somebody, your own kids or uh, somebody else's kids or your friends, uh, yeah, be patient with them. And uh, it's uh, just a terrific sport. Well, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Uh, Ryan took the time to post this comment in response to our podcast on living in fly fishing exile. And this is what Ryan writes. I learned to fly fish during my college years in down east Maine where you could catch a wild brook trout right outside your door. After spending a number of years in rural Maine, I then moved back to the Boston metro area. I definitely felt like I was living in fly fishing exile. I live now in the Portland, Maine area and enjoy being closer to good trout fishing and the saltwater opportunities Maine has to offer. By the way, I, I love the Portland, Maine area. It was there just a few years ago. and. Uh, uh, yeah, that, I'd, I'd love to go back and do uh, some fishing there. Anyway, Ryan continues. He says, while I have never lived or fished out west, I hope to someday, I'm a fan of the Longmire series as I can see many parallels to life in rural Maine. Next time you are in Maine chasing brook trout, you should also try our landlocked salmon fishery. Beautiful fish and a lot of fun to catch. Thanks again in tight lines. Man, Steve, we have to go east to fly fish. Yes, we do. We do. Yep. Trip to Maine is is uh, uh, got to be in the books. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's going to do it for today. What was the most challenging part of learning to fly fish for you? What do you wish you could have had to make the learning curve less steep? You can join the conversation by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. Talk to us about the joys and frustrations of learning to fly fish. You can find Two Guys in a River pretty much everywhere on all the social platforms. We publish a new episode each week on our website. We've received lots of notes from you thanking us for the podcast. And it's really apparent that you continue to refer the podcast. Our podcast subscribers continue to grow. And we're very grateful for that. Also, we published a book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish. We'd love for you to pick up a copy. And thanks to all of you who've already purchased a copy. We've uh, received your comments, and we're very grateful. And thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Fly fishing.